2: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I'll be joined in a moment by Chris Biederman. But Robert Sala has been hired by the New York Jets as their next head coach. We will be getting into that and what it means for the 49ers moving forward.
0: Blue Wire Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. New England sending QB Jimmy Garoppolo to 49ers. We believe we found the right guy. Garoppolo, quick pass,
2: caught by Kittle. He dives, and he's in. Touchdown, 49ers. Kittle is going to go. Touchdown. All right, Chris, 8.33 p.m. Pacific time Thursday night. The dust has settled on Robert Sala being hired by the New York Jets and some of the news to come out of that. We'll get into that news, but I want to get your initial thoughts before we get into the kind of branches of this that, that touch the 49ers. Uh, what are your initial thoughts on what the Jets are getting in a coach? I'm going to ask you because you're a guy who was around Sala. You were in the locker room. You spoke to him. Uh, you know, in press conferences and in one-on-one situations, uh, I'm just a blogger, so I will have you. I will give you the floor on what the 49ers are kind of losing in Sala.
1: Yeah, I, I think you know everything you heard the players say about Sala is mostly true, right? Like the and players are often effusive in terms of the way they praise their coach, but I think everything they said about Sala was was valid based on you know what what I got to know about the guy. Um, the few personal interactions I, I had with him, even outside of um, you know the press conference settings and, and all of that, I, I think when people say he's he's a leader of men and he can motivate guys and um, get guys to play with maximum maximum effort and buy in, I think I think he sort of exemplifies that. That's probably sort of his best quality when it comes to being a football coach outside of the X's and O's. And I think he's very good. From an X's and O's standpoint, and so you match those two things, and that makes potentially a really good head coach. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that Robert Sala is going to pick the right quarterback, or uh, you know, run the, the the perfect operation in terms of you know the program that you have and, and everything like that. There's a whole lot of head coaching stuff that um, that you have to learn on the fly. And Kyle Shanahan even talked about that. You know, when you ask him about the differences between being a head coach and a coordinator, just how much more you're responsible for. And so Robert Sala um, is going to have to adjust to that. But I think he can. I think he he was extremely well prepared and meticulous um, with the 49ers. Uh, I, I think he was great with the media. I think the New York media is, is going to like him. I think he's a very likable person. He has a good personality. He's eloquent. Um and you see him on the sideline during games. Like he's running out there and chest bumping players and um and screaming and all of that. Like he is he's he's just the sort of a, a magnetic guy, I think. And so um I think the players are really gonna like him. Um I think he's absolutely deserving of a head coaching job based on what he's done with the 49ers. I, I remember in twenty eighteen when there was a conversation about You know, should the 49ers fire Robert Sala because um, the secondary wasn't playing very well? And really just the team wasn't very good at that point for for a few different reasons. Um, But, you know, thinking back to then, it always felt like, man, this is this is kind of crazy because I I do believe in Robert Sala as a coach. And then you saw it when he had elite talent in 2019, what he was able to do with that team. Um, And then you saw this year with no talent, really not no talent, but significantly less talent. Um, and it was a top five defense, and I was skeptical about the, the defensive production earlier in the year because they played a lot of bad quarterbacks. But the numbers held up, and there really weren't many games where you could say, "Man, the defense just didn't have it." Um, the Bills game is really the only one that pops in my mind right now, and and you know that's that's Josh Allen, and and that that was maybe a unique circumstance. But like, I think Robert Saul is a really good coach. I think he was an excellent coordinator, and I think he's going to be somebody people like. Um, I don't. I don't know anybody who's ever had anything bad to say about Robert Sala. Right. Um, so yeah, I think. I think it's a good hire. I'm very curious to see now how he transitions um, to that new job, and whether or not they're going to be able to figure out their quarterback situation, or is it going to be as easy for them as you know drafting Zach Wilson or uh, or Justin Fields with the number two overall pick. Um, they're probably not in the worst spot and they have all sorts of cap space too so uh, yeah I, I I think it's a it's a good hire for the Jets
2: yeah and it's it's there's a couple of things you said there that that I want to touch on and it sounded like yesterday he interviewed on Wednesday for a second time with the Jets and Ian Rappaport said on NFL network, basically said the Jets were hoping to get a deal done on Wednesday. But Sala left that meeting. He had an interview in Florida with the Eagles, and he was supposed to have a second interview with the Chargers. I'm guessing that didn't happen. <laughs> and at this point, I'm not even sure if the Eagles interview happened or how long that went. But the two things you said there that, that I I think were were important, maybe not important, one's important, One's not so important. I'll start with the not so important one. Do you think the antics stay on the sideline? And I know antics have a negative connotation, but the the demonstrativeness. Do you think he stays I, as demonstrative as a head coach?
1: I think he will maybe in his first year and it will slowly sort of dissipate.
2: Yeah, I think the same thing. So the other thing you said, and and one of the things that I think really stands out about Sala, and it's something that you and I talked about I think personally in 2017 was the effort from San Francisco at the end of that season. And the same thing in 2018, the talent wasn't there. And remember after the 2017 season, there was a lot of talk on various internet forums, like the 49ers should fire Robert Sala. Their defense was that bad. And if you go back and watch any of those games from 2017, it, it was, it was truly atrocious. But they were playing hard for 16 games, and I think that kind of stuff matters. And then it happened again in 2018 where they won a couple games down the stretch, and the defense with a little more talent started to look a little better. And then you see what he was able to do with a fully loaded defense. And then, as you mentioned again this year, but even this year after the season was lost, their defense continued to play hard. They held the Cardinals to 12 points. And then they they took the Seahawks to the brink, and the Seahawks just kind of took over at the end of the game, and their their talent rose to the surface. But I think those types of things, and the fact that players bought in, and then every player, uh, the, a video got posted. I, I forget who posted it, but from a Richard Sherman presser this year, where he gave this long, eloquent response about Robert Sala. Kyle Shanahan talked a ton about Robert Sala and how much he loves having him. Uh, Nick Wagner posted a big long answer from Dre Greenlaw um, about D'Amico Ryan's who we'll get to in a minute. I thought that was about Sala, but um, if you, if you go back, there's a ton of players saying all this awesome stuff about Robert Sala and how great he is. So I, I think when you have players buying in on that level, it, it, Points to your ability to lead and be a head coach. Now, like you said, he's got to build a staff, and he's got to do that effectively. So that's where I want to go next. Um, according to Adam Schefter, Sala intends to take 49ers pass game coordinator Mike LaFleur with him to be his offensive coordinator. Um, it sounds like the 49ers are going to need to make some major changes to their coaching staff in the off season.
1: Yeah, we'll see um that we'll we'll see what ends up happening with that. I would imagine you know, I, I don't think the like if if I'm a 49ers fan, I don't know that I'm worrying about this so much um because working for Kyle Shanahan will will be a very coveted position among coaches and so I think the 49ers are going to be in a spot where they could potentially get a good one. And that and that's not to say um you know, that they, that they will necessarily, they, they might make mistakes. But I, but I think one thing I thought about when I saw the, the solid news and this is sort of related, but like the fact that Kyle Shanahan can identify a defensive coordinator um, who did what solid did and then became a head coach indicates that Kyle Shanahan on top of, you know, I, I guess indicates Kyle Shanahan has a good eye for this stuff. Right. Like he's, he's one for one when it comes to coordinator hires, right? On the defensive side. So, in terms of, you know, they, and Kyle Shanahan's always had a good staff um, going all the way back to Washington with, you know, Matt LaFleur and Sean McVeigh, um, you know, and now uh, Mike LaFleur going with, with, with Sala. Um, you know that's a that's a lot of talent that Shanahan's been around, so he's got an eye for it when it comes to coaches. So I don't know that I'm necessarily worried. Somebody you brought up um, when we were talking uh, away from the podcast was Rich Scangarello, who was a quarterbacks coach in 2017, um, who really did a great job working with Jimmy Garoppolo that year. Obviously, getting him integrated into the program. You know, after being acquired on Halloween um getting him to to learn the offense and go 5 and 0 in his starts to the to the end that season and then he went on to um I think he had a job with the Eagles um and then he was an offensive coordinator with Denver I think he's available now maybe could potentially be had but you know if Kyle Shanahan's looking for a passing game coordinator to replace um, Mike LaFleur I think I think Scangarello would make a lot of sense potentially Um, And even if it's not Scangarello, I think Kyle Shanahan will be able to find somebody good. And ultimately, like, you want to have the best staff possible from an offensive perspective. But ultimately, this is Kyle Shanahan's baby, right? Like the offense is his baby. All those other coaches work for him. He's the one calling the plays. So I don't imagine there's going to be a real noticeable drop off. Um, at least from a fans' perspective, I imagine the 49ers offense, from a coaching and schematic standpoint, will still be just fine even without Lafleur.
2: Yeah, and that's that's why they couldn't keep any of their offensive assistants if they're going to go be offensive coordinators and calling plays, because <laughs> Kyle Shanahan's yeah. not relinquishing that duty just to keep an assistant around. Yeah, that's not a thing that's going to happen. Um, it also sounds like Mike McDaniel is a offensive coordinator candidate in. Miami uh in tweeted that out this morning but as far as Scangarello goes he was with the Eagles last year and he left before Doug Peterson got fired so he's around he's out there and okay. it, it super wouldn't surprise me if he winds up back in Santa Clara
1: yeah particularly if they end up I mean if they end up keeping Garoppolo it would make a ton of sense right yeah um because yeah. you have that you have that relationship already there but um but yeah I, I think you know in terms of you know D'Amico Ryan's I think that's gonna be it, it the 49ers are at an interesting point now right because I think they want to be sort of considered one of these institutional franchises that um, even though they they went six and ten last year um and I know they <laughs> they've they've had losing records in three of their four seasons under Kyle Shanahan but they want but That they want to be able to sustain winning and sustain, um, you know, being being considered a successful franchise with more seasons like 2019 than 2020, obviously. But part of that evolving into that next stage is when, you know, you're starting to churn out head coaches from your staff because because you are successful because what you're doing is working, Um, and the fact that the 49ers have already done that with a defensive coordinator is interesting. Um, to me, and then, you know, you heard Robert Saul on the way out saying he thinks D'Amico Ryans is going to be um, a potential head coach at, at some point. And maybe it's going to be, you know, four years from now after a successful run as a 49ers new defensive coordinator. Like, that's, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but these are the type of things that the 49ers, um, that, that's like one of their intrinsic goals, right? Is to have that kind of program that is a system in place that helps churn out coaches and mm-hmm. um, You know, because that makes you ultimately I mean, that means you're being successful and that means you're able to hire good coaches. um, And and, you know, generally you're going to be when you're doing that, you're going to be winning a lot of games as sort of a byproduct of it. Right.
2: Right. If Having good coaches typically translates into more wins. Right. Just my take. Yeah. And also your take. Smash <laughs> smash, tweet on that one. <laughs> no, I just... Uh, D'Amico Ryans was a name that I think was was really popular when it looked like Sala was exiting. And uh, Ian Rappaport said that he is expected to replace uh, Sala as the defensive coordinator. And that's very impressive, considering <laughs> he was teammates in Philadelphia with Zach Ertz. Yeah, that's true. 36. He's 36. <laughs> He's- yeah, he's 36. He retired from the NFL in 2015. Um, he was JJ Watt's teammate Watt's rookie year. Um and he started coaching in 2017 as a quality control coach. He was an inside linebacker's coach for 3 years and now it looks like he's going to be a defensive coordinator. That's very impressive. Yeah. And and it keeps some continuity uh in San Francisco, which is cool. a plus.
1: Right. And so you you talk about Like head coaches, how they're how they're often tied to their quarterbacks, right? Like defensive coaches, like in Robert Sala's case, he's tied to Fred Warner. Like Robert Sala is basically responsible for Fred Warner. Like identified him in the draft, developed him, and Ryan's was there for all of that, right? And and Ryan's obviously was Warner's position coach, worked with him at a much more intimate level. So um, yeah, I I just think that they're. You know, Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner. um, You know, these th- that's a very well coached unit, and I think it reflects well on D'Amico Ryan's. Just a f- you know, like that's his unit, and it's and it really held the defense together this year. Um, So you know, when you're talking about continuity, I don't think the scheme's going to change a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Fred Warner's responsibility is just going to continue to grow, and that's probably a good thing based on what we know about Fred Warner. Um, and I I. Don't, you know, when the 49ers get their horses back and if they're able to, you know, reload the defensive line, find a replacement for D Ford, um, you know, rebuild the secondary, I think the defense is still going to be good. Um, I, You know, we'll, we'll you? have to see if the 49ers lose any other staffers, um, you know, whether or not they have to find a new secondaries coach or, or whatever, that'll all play out in the coming weeks as Robert Sala fills out his staff. But... Um, but no, I think D'Amico Ryan's is is a good hire. Probably gonna keep the same scheme. Gonna have continuity. Um, not a new voice in the room. Somebody Kyle Shanahan's familiar with. And uh, and like I said, if 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 Ryan's is you know if if what Shanahan and um, Robert Sala said is true, and that they think D'Amico Ryan's is gonna be a head coach one day. Um, then, you know, that probably means that that they're pretty high on them as a potential coordinator candidate. Like, the 49ers are happy with who they got. They're not settling for somebody, right? So, um, and based on, you know, what we know about Kyle Shanahan's ability and track record to find coaches, it's probably going to – I think I'm optimistic for the 49ers in that it's probably going to be a good hire, I think. I I I would be surprised if D'Amico Ryan's crash and burned as a DC, and there might be growing pains and stuff like that. But um, we'll have to see. I mean, it's it's like anything else. When when you're a coach rising through the ranks and taking on different responsibilities, it gets harder and harder each step that you go. And so we'll have to see if Ryan's can be a good DC. I think based on what we know, um, I think it's fair to say that he can be a good DC. We'll just he just has to go out and do it, and a lot of a lot of what the 49ers are going to be defensively is going to be about personnel decisions. I think more so than scheme, um, because I think the scheme is going to be the same. They just have to find those cornerbacks. They have to find another pass rusher. They got to be able to kick Eric Armstead back inside. Um, you got to find a nickel corner. Um, you got to hope to Moore more and Jimmy Ward can, can hold up as your two safeties. Like there's a lot that goes into it. That is sort of out of Ryan's control in a way, but, um, no, I think gen- generally it's it's a uh, it's going to be a good pairing for for the 49ers even though it's you know, it's not going to be as good as Robert Sala initially, but I think the defense is is going to be in good
2: hands. So, it'll be plenty of stuff to watch as as Chris said, Sala fills out his staff who from the 49ers he takes, who the 49ers replace him with. Like we said, it sounds like it's going to be D'Amico Ryan's, but they're going to have some offensive at least one offensive uh spot to fill as well so uh we will keep you updated on that and uh that's gonna do it for the week uh I'm gonna take next week off and we'll be back after that with some 49ers offseason updates and we'll start really diving into the draft Chris I'm excited for a tape grinding season
1: yeah gonna spend a lot of time in the lab um getting the coat ready so much time oh my god (laughs) the lab coat ready the
2: equipment you, you guys should see film. you guys should you guys should see chris watch film he wears a stethoscope <laughs> it's the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen but yeah. hey whatever's effective okay. a lot of youtube clips are gonna be coming. so much youtube dude so <laughs> much youtube and a lot of complaining that there's not enough all 22 out there can't wait <laughs> thanks everybody for listening this is candlestick Chronicles. Subscribe, subscriber review if you haven't and we'll see you next time